Welcome to a bonus episode of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. It feels good to be back. We're back. I know. It's actually been a while. For us, it's been almost two weeks since we've seen each other. This is absolutely true. And you know what that means? None of this is going to be on topic. Oh, no. Absolutely not. It's going to be completely <laughs> meandering. Uh, per usual. But that's why it's a bonus episode. It's a bonus episode, yeah. We promise, absolutely promise, next week will be the intro of Batman Beyond. I keep I keep saying it's going to happen, and then, well, frankly, I'm lazy and busy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just busy. And Cameron's just busy, so we keep dragging it out. But no, we'll, we're going to do this. We're going to get some Teen Titans to you soon as well, but we're actually going to finally get to, to Batman Beyond. But... We're here to talk about all things Comic-Con. Yes. We, we couldn't do Like our, usual, a week behind a everyone week behind else. A week behind everyone else. We couldn't do our normal Comic-Con clusterfuck because I wasn't at Comic-Con this That's year. right, you son of a bitch. I know. Well, I was off uh, attempting to get tan. Uh, it worked. I, I it, did, it actually. I did. I, I have uh, my face a little tan, my arms nice and evened out, my chest uh, red like a lobster. Beautiful. And uh, completely uneven. Actually, it's very lobster-esque because there's parts of it that are bright red and parts of it that are still like ghostly pallor. Amazing. So I look like someone has cracked open a lobster. Uh, but it was a nice, much-needed <laughs> vacation. But now we're back, and we're talking Comic-Con. Yeah. Cameron, how was Comic-Con? Comic-Con was interesting this year. <clears throat> do tell. Tell I, us more. Give us all the I, details. So uh, this is my 10th anniversary. It's a very <gasps> big deal for me. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. My first Comic-Con was oh, 2008. Oh, my God. Wow. And, oh, what a journey it's been. Uh, indeed. You've made it every year? No. So 10th anniversary being my first one was 10 years ago, not my 10th annual. Not, I'm not my 10th trip. It's Leave. probably only been my sixth Leave. time. What? Yeah. What? What? How long have you been going? Longer I, than me. But I've you been, live closer. Well, yeah, so I've been going since, I think, 2009, mm-hmm. and I've missed two years in that time. Okay. I have no excuse. No, I'm you sorry. don't. You don't. Are you even qualified to give mm. us Comic-Con updates? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> we qual- we're not qualified for shit. Nope. But I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways. This, this year was a very interesting year, because I feel like, um, just as someone who like walks the floor mindlessly for hours and days... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like there wasn't a lot to do this year. Yeah, you you were saying that a lot of it, a lot of the stuff that would normally be on the floor got moved outside. Yeah, and I don't know if that's true, but that's what it felt like. Because I f- I feel like all the booths that had stuff, or they used they usually have stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all promoting offsite activities. Uh, so like one of the few things that I did on the floor where I disenchanted the new Matt Groening Netflix series. Oh, right. Which yeah. looks great. I watched the show after that. It does look a lot of fun. Um, I don't think it's going to live up to like Futurama, but I think it'll be a nice, well, like, how can you? Exactly. I mean, Futurama is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had like a, a wheel of death that you could wait in line to spin. Uh, and whenever you landed on, you got a prize. Mm-hmm. Like that's what killed you. Um, that's <laughs> great. Wait, so whatever you landed on killed you. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that was like... The whole thing is no matter what you land on, you die? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I landed on a scorpion. So you death by scorpion. Mm-hmm. Did they give you a scorpion? They gave me... Uh, uh, what is it? Robot tattoos. Okay. Yeah. I mean... Eh. Did you land on a scorpion? They look at you and go, hey, get over here. We <laughs> Shut got up. a prize for Shut you. Up. Shut up. You don't get to make video game <laughs> references, Chris. That's my thing. Those are my <laughs> jokes. Um, yeah, so I did Disenchanted, uh, which was great. I uh, met some lovely people in line, mm-hmm. which is half the fun of Comic-Con, it is just talking to people. Always lovely people. I've yeah. never had an asshole. I had one. I'll talk about this one. Oh, I, yeah. I told you the story before. 
because it like I'm still blown away at this happening. So uh, me and two of my Disney friends met up on Sunday. Uh, Why can't they just be normal friends? Why do you have to differentiate them, Cameron? Well, because my normal friends are Lauren and Jared, who I mm-hmm. went with. Hi, so Lauren. are you saying Hi, that you're are you saying that your Disney friends are not normal? No, no, not in any sense <laughs> of the of the word. Uh, I say Disney friends because I met them at Disney, and it's a di- it's an easy way to distinguish who I was with on Friday, Saturday, and who I was with on Sunday. Oh, okay. Are they Disney influencers? No, aspiring. Okay. Aspiring. Oh, yeah. Oh, the greatest of all insults. Yes, an aspiring influencer. <laughs> Um, okay, so you're with your Disney friends. With my Disney friends, and we're in line for um, the Good Place experience. Uh, for those who don't don't know, the Good Place is a TV show with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson and mm-hmm. others um, about a group of people that go to heaven uh, and trying to prove to everyone around them that they belong there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of the gist of the experience is you got to go into the neighborhood from the good place and there were a bunch of different people you could interact with and they would um, kind of determine if you belonged or not in the good place. Okay. Uh, and it was cool that you had like a wristband that they gave you beforehand oh. and it would, they would, you had your email set up to it and they would scan it. Uh, depending on how well you did, they'd give you points. Mm-hmm. I passed. I of pretty course happy. you did. <laughs> Um, but what was funny was they had the bad people there <clears throat> who would try and tempt you with prizes to to get you to go to the oh, bad place. What kind of prizes? Uh, a lot of shrimp related things. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. based on the show. Hmm. Um. So while we were in line, right when we were the next group to go in, there was this guy that came up, and you you said you've never met an asshole at ComCon. No, I've met I mean not to my recollection. I don't remember having a confrontational experience at Comic-Con. I've had one. Oh, confrontational, I've had two, but I've had one asshole experience. Okay. And that's what this guy was. So he, we, we've been waiting in line for about an hour and a half, two hours, and he comes barging into the front of the line. Uh, it's like, I'm VIP, and no one's giving me the treatment I deserve. And I'm like, is he on the show? Like, I haven't I hadn't was seen... Was it Ted Danson? It was Ted Danson. <laughs> um, I hadn't seen season two, so, like, maybe he was part of the cast and just yeah. was having... Like, I don't blame, especially on Sunday, I don't blame people for being super short-tempered. Like, it's a long con. We're in the we're in the heat. Yeah. Like, we're just kind of doing our own thing. Um, so he jumps in line with us uh, and just, like, kind of mumbling to himself about, like, how horrible the service is and how he's going to write horrible <laughs> things about this place. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Uh, we go into the waiting room where they're like, welcome to the good place. It's where all the good people go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like right at the door. It's like, I have to be the first one in. I have to experience everything before everyone else. I'm like, this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> so we get into the experience and we start. Was talking. he the first one in? He was the first one in. Okay. Uh, we started talking to one of the, the good people of the good place. Or what we thought was a good person. Oh, um, and the guy, the asshole kind of walks up and joins our conversation. He's like, well, you know, I was, I, before I died, I was writing my own comic book and it was about a ladybug superhero. <laughs> and we realized he's part of the experience and he's just like a bad person in the good place. And it was so good of like, I don't know why I didn't think about that, mm-hmm. that he could have been an actor, but it was so well done and so funny and then so once he starts being an asshole, they have security come and, like, pull him out of the good place. 
Did um, he did he elaborate further on his ladybug superhero comic? He did. A little bit. He had sketches that were just horrible <laughs> sketches. Uh, he's like, yeah, I pitched it to Grant Morrison, and he turned it down because he's a stupid idiot. Uh, he's like, I got Alex Ross to do some of the art. Like, look I at this piece. I pitched it to insert well-known comic book yeah, creator that's exactly here. What he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was. Wait, it was so, did so they, good. Did they? So, do they pull people like attendees out if they like start to go too far into the bad place? Like, no. like if they were tempted by. No, the experience basically ended once the bad people kind of started a riot. Okay. Uh, and and then for, I, this has to be a reference to season two. A giant ladybug comes in. Oh, okay. And starts crushing the city. And so then they're like, you got to get out, you got to get out, you got to get out. And then they kind of hustle you out of the good place. Wait, so how did they do the ladybug thing? Magic? I don't know. Was, I mean, it was it was a prop behind the wall that okay. I guess this was, is outside right yeah yeah this is an outside event okay um it just kind of crawls over one of the buildings mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't like fly around or anything so what did they try and tempt you with to go to the bad place um one of them was giving a giant shrimp out that sounds pretty awesome he was great um one guy just had it he it was the um I don't remember the something hall effect where you have three doors Oh, I don't know. Um, it's, it's it's a famous it's like like the maze of the Minotaur, like the <laughs> no no no. Uh, it's like a famous conundrum of Price is Right. You get three doors. There's a car behind one. Uh, you pick A. Uh, Bob Barker opens up C. Okay. Do you switch to B? Oh, okay. The something hall effect. Oh, I don't know. Uh, and the the rule is you're always supposed to switch. Um, Why? Statistics? I don't know. Oh, okay, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. There's math behind it. That's very obviously not my forte. Is it something along the lines of like when you picked it, you had a 33% chance of getting the right thing, and then now that it's down, now it's a 50% chance. Yeah. But it's like 50%. Is it like some weird thing? Like it was 30, and now it's. I don't know. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't get it. Okay. I, I'm not gonna try and explain it. <laughs> but there's a guy walking. That's what we're here for to the, talk statistics. Yes. There's a there was like a mailman in the experience who's walking around and he's like, Oh, I have mail for you, but, uh, I'm looking for like Greg St. John, whatever okay. made up name is. Um, it's like, hello to our listener, Greg St. John. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I can't find him. Do you just want to take his mail and you can have whatever in this envelope? And oh, then I'll hold okay. on to your mail. Oh, okay. And it's like, what do you do? Mm hmm. I'm curious. Was one of the things they offered you the crisp, delicious taste of Lacroix? Because fuck you. I, I'm thirsty. I hate you. So just gonna. You, were you hiding that from me? Yeah. <laughs> you literally <laughs> hid that behind the table, so I couldn't see it until now. Yeah. Uh, just so I couldn't knock it over. Oh, shit, that's so good, man. Mm, that's so good. We actually had a, a Lacroix shortage at work. There was the great Lacroix shortage, God, I hate you. where we didn't have any in the office for about two weeks, and so my coworker and I had to resort to buying our own Lacroix and stashing it at my desk. Let me tell you, these past two weeks of Lacroix free life have been so peaceful. Mm. Oh my God, I really missed this when I was in Hawaii. I hate you. You know, it's great. There's like tropical drinks and the sunshine, but no Lacroix. I hate you so much. I don't know how I got through it. Oh, but it's fine. I'm back with my old friend. Um. And yeah, that was that was, that was Comic Con. Uh, <laughs> there was a t- uh, there was a panel that I went to, which was so much fun. There were a couple panels I went to. Um, I went to the We Wrote Your Childhood panel, 
which was so oh, much fun. Yeah, it I saw that. It was so great. It was the creators of Rugrats, Pepper Ann, Recess, Hey Arnold, All Real Monsters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of, sorry, the creator of Pepper Ann couldn't be there because she had okay. another thing. But it was one of the writers for, her, for that creator show. Creator of Pepper Ann in high demand these days? I guess so. I think she's still doing stuff. I'm curious what else she's done. Um, but the writer for that was also the head writer, listen to this, for Kim Possible. Ooh. Yeah. And also American Dragon Jake Long. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great show. Very underrated. Wait, did you did you see that they uh, they put out the first official photo of the, the actress playing... Kim Possible in the live action movie. Yeah, I did. I did see that. Yeah, it's it looks whatever. it looks very Disney Channel movie. Very Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that panel was so much fun because it was just them, just talking about the industry, and how much it's changed since the '90s. They were talking about the big animation boom, uh, which obviously led from The Simpsons because mm-hmm. the guy who created Rugrats, I guess, worked on The Simpsons at one oh, point. No kidding. Yeah. So all of all of them on the bench or on the panel were connected to Rugrats at one point. Okay. Because um, it was kind of the one that started it all. It's true. Um, so it was awesome to hear that. Craig Bartlett, the creator of uh, Hey Arnold, mm-hmm. basically threw Cartoon Network under the bus. Like, they're the reason that uh, animation kind of dropped after the, early, after the late 90s. Wait, why Cartoon Network? So he was talking about how when the boom started and you had... Uh, Ren and Stimpy, Our Real Monsters, Hey Arnold, Rugrats. Yeah. Doug, that was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the showrunners were also a writer. So oh, basically okay. the writers were running the animation studio at the time. Yeah. And that was a pretty common, that wasn't common, but that was like, it was free game for the writers. And Cartoon Network picked it up for a little bit when you had Tartofsky's Dexter's Lab, Johnny mm-hmm. Bravo, Two, uh, Two Stupid Dogs, Courage. Um, and he said that lasted until Powerpuff Girls oh. when the studio started to get more power over the, over the writers um, and they didn't have writers be showrunners. Oh, and from that point, it's, it, the, the power shift has completely changed and now writers don't have that same freedom they used to have. So then who, who's show running all these animated shows now? I have no idea. I, I, wanted, to, I, I wanted to talk to him about this. Yeah. I, I really wanted to ask, like, is there anything that could happen to shift it back to what it was? God, I fucking hate you so much. You take away all my toys so I can't make noise, but you're fucking over here pouring out a goddamn carbonated drink. God, you're a piece of shit. Um, Continue. I hate you. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> um, <so laughs> I really need you to stop. <laughs> like you're, go- you're crossing a line here, Chris. Uh, okay. Um, We're having a very serious conversation about <laughs> animators. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to ask him, like, is there anything that could happen for writers to take that lead again? Yeah. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to. Aw. But I'm, I'm wondering, like, with this new wave of, like, online animation and you don't need a full team but mm-hmm. you still have these amazing shows coming out like i'm wondering if we're gonna get that shift soon um i'm trying to think of what because the the big one that they were also promoting at comic-con was um last space which was a youtube short made by 
Orin something. Okay. Um, Senator Orin Hatch. Yep, that's the guy. Yeah, he's ventured out into animation. Uh, if I had, I, I do not have my phone on me at the moment, but I would have looked it up. Uh, it, it looks great. It's a very fun. It's very Futurama esque. Um, excuse me. Um, but that that's one where it started off on YouTube and TBS picked it up for a full series. Okay. So I'm curious if that's going to have some kind of impact on the on the industry. Last space. Mm-hmm. All right, take a look here. Because I was thinking, oh, okay. I mean, oh, the like the main image here, this like floating alien thing. He looks a lot like the Koopy Kochi doll. Koopy Koopy yes, doll. Yes, it's from... like a mix between that and the the brain sucking alien from Futurama. The brain slug. Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Series. An astronaut named Gary meets a mysterious plant destroying alien mooncake. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Uh, if you haven't seen the short on YouTube, I highly recommend it. It's great. It's very fun. Olin Rogers? That's his name, Olin yeah. Rogers. His cast is pretty impressive. Dave Tennant, Tom Kenny, Fred Armisen, Steve Yeun. Oh, Gina Torres! Yeah. Oh, um, oh interesting. Because, like, I don't, I mean, I only watch a little bit of animated stuff now. One of the few that I was still watching was Rebels. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing Resistance next, which I'll probably end up watching. Also, Clone Wars is coming back. I saw they it's coming that. back. It's coming back as yeah. part of the, the Disney streaming service. Um, and Dave Filoni show runs all of those. I, I think he's a writer. But, I mean, if, if he's not, he's certainly in the vein of, like, a Bruce Tim mm-hmm. sort of person. Like, he's a creative force behind the show and not just, like, a producer running the whole thing. Right. Yeah, and I think that's... I, I can't say for, broadly speaking, what state of animation is right now, but that was a really good show. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I keep... Only the last season is streaming. And so oh, I've been trying yeah. to find season one. But I guess I'll have to wait for the streaming service. Yeah. And it, to be fair, it got better as it went along. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah, because I think it was pretty strong from the beginning, but there's a lot of, like, kiddie episodes. It's very same with Clone Wars, too, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of episodes early on where you're like, ah, oh, this is just a little bit cheesy and hokey. And you're like, oh, no, like, they're actually kind of, like, doubling down on, like, some of the more serious stuff. And there's some really good action beats in there. Yeah. It's a good show. Um, see, I did, I did that panel. I went to go see Death of Superman. How was that? fine mm-hmm. um it's part one of two so right like, yeah i saw i watched the um the sneak peek of reign of the superman today mm-hmm. yeah so there's no real rush to kind of get on it uh reign of superman come out in january yeah um the big announcement was the next next <gasps> year's movie is gonna be hush oh my god it's gonna be insane i am like i'm curious i'm very curious how they're gonna do that like i get it's much more complicated to not make it just a movie, but I, I mean, it's hard to stretch it out, but I almost would love to see it done in like, like a three or four part limited series. Okay. Like, I think that story to do it justice needs to be done over like three or four hours. So here's my, my big concern with that. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Um, They're doing three animated films next year. Oh, what do they do? Oh, it's so the Reign of Superman. Mm-hmm. Hush. Yes. What's the last one? Um, I don't remember. Oh, as as always on it's the pulse on my Tim Talk here, right outside of arms right reach. Of arms. <laughs> but I remember them announcing. I'll look, I'll look it up. I remember them announcing Reign of Superman and the other one, and like, oh, but we're giving you a third one, and there's kind of like a hesit like hesitation in the audience of like. Do we need a third like, one? You don't need to rush these out. Like, we're going to watch them. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. I think in general, the quality has been diminishing a lot. Absolutely. And I mean, that's why I'm really upset that they're making three in a year. Um, I'm very, I'm very curious about Hush. Cause that is one of my all time favorite stories. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 Okay. Let's I want to say it's now. a Death of Superman, Reign of Superman. Gotham, oh wait. Is it a Harley thing? Um, oh, wait. No, no, continuity. Okay, hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Um, oh, this isn't very updated, is it? Because the last thing on here is Hell to Pay, which I haven't seen. Um, oh, my God. I'll take the half step away from the mic. Yeah, Jerry. Oh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I liked the first Wonder Woman one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Yes, that's when they announced. Who's the Fatal Five? Good question. Um, I'm looking at this now. The Fatal Five is the Emerald Empress, Mano, the Persuader, Therok, and Validus. Sorry, they're doing four next year. So those are all characters I don't know who they are. Same. Um, what? Yeah. What? Oh, mm. Yeah, so four in a year is a little much. Yeah, I mean, okay, what was the last... I haven't seen Gotham by Gaslight. No. We both liked Batman and Harley, but I feel like we need to revisit that one. That yeah. might have been a bit of the nostalgia. Batman Ninja, I heard, was weird. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Someone watched it. Yeah. Uh, DC Watchtower did a podcast about it. They talked hmm. about it, but I haven't watched it yet. I want to I watch it first and see how I feel about it. I mean, because I haven't really liked any of the New 52 stuff. Like, Just Like Dark... I didn't like the Killing Joke. Babylon Two Times. Gods and Monsters was different, kind of interesting. I think the last one that I really enjoyed was Flashpoint. Yeah, I liked Assault in Arkham. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah, that one's set in the Arkham universe, though. Um, yeah, Flashpoint was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Never saw Superman. Oh, I did watch Superman Unbound. It wasn't very good. I watched it recently. I mean, I liked their version of Dark Knight Returns. Yes, that was great. I thought that was but really was that well New Fifty Two. No, it's not New Fifty Two, but yeah. that was back in like two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. That came out. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't... Yeah, they just... They haven't been as good lately. So I'm very curious about Hush. See how well they do with that. Okay. I think here's... Here's what will indicate the quality. Will If it's set in their New 52-verse, it probably won't be very good. Because mm-hmm. I think that those are just always a little bit rushed and shoehorned and half-assed. Yeah. I was disappointed when I saw that the Death of Superman was set in that universe. Like, the cool thing, and I don't know if you've actually seen it, from what it looked like from the trailer, the cool part about it was that it would incorporate all the Justice League. It does. Which was part of the original comic arc, which is would be cool to see. But that being said, I just don't really like ver- those versions of those characters very much. I, I will say the action's pretty good in the movie. Okay. Uh, there's one point where it finally clicked with me about why Batman is in the Justice League. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it took me so long for it to click. Okay. But as they're all fighting Doomsday, spoiler, it's Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Um, what a shock. Yeah. Um, you have a moment where each member of the Justice League gets the tiniest bit overconfident. Okay. And they're like, I have powers. Obviously, I can win. Mm-hmm. Most blatant with Green Lantern, because yeah. that's how he is. Yeah, uh, he's Kyle like, I'm a, yeah, I'm a space, I'm a space cop. Like, I'm a space cop. Yeah, I can, I can beat this guy. Like, I beat this, I beat guys like this all the time. Mm-hmm. So then he gets the shit beat out of him. Nice. Flash comes in and does the like super speeding punching, uh, and you see him like kind of crack a smile as he's enjoying doing this, and that's when he like 
slips up and gets hit mm-hmm. and you just hear like every bone in his body shatter Ooh. just very exciting um and then it's martian manhunter is just kind of being a little too passive with the fighting uh, and that gets him knocked into fire because always um but then you see batman come in who is very cautious with everything he does he's never underestimating dark or death's wow jesus doomsday or mm-hmm. overestimating himself um you see the balance of that okay and i'm like oh right because that's what batman does yeah um so that was cool to find to finally like see that visually okay on screen see yeah i mean i'll watch it i'll mm-hmm. watch it at some point because i it's think it'd fine be, it'd be yeah we were checking out but yeah i think if i would love if they do hush make it its own one-off thing I mean, it's hard to do Jim Lee's style and animation, but, you know, make it look like... Do what they did with year one. Yeah, that's true. Just do, like, do it something close to it. Like, mm-hmm. I really want to see that version of the bat suit, too. Like, yeah. it's a little bit different with, like, the light blue cowl and the, the symbol and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I, I'm curious to see how that works if they're going to have to rush through some of it. Like, I, I've always said if they do the long Halloween, that has to be done in, like like a miniseries. And the thing is now they had the platform for it. Right. With DC universe. I'm actually, I'm kind of surprised that wasn't one of their flagship things on there. I think they want to, they, I think they'd set what their flagship stuff is going to be for a while. A while. Yeah. I guess that's part, and maybe part of it too is that they know that those movies do well enough that maybe they're going to try and keep new releases still coming out on DVD and streaming to like, cause they're going to make more money that way probably. Mm -hmm. Um, but they did show a lot of stuff from the DC Universe streaming stuff. Like they showed the first trailer for Titans. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? It's not great. It looked a little not CW. A big fan. It looked very CW. It looked very CW mm-hmm. with fuck uh, Batman. Fuck Batman. Um, yeah, but it's like, oh hey, it's WR rated though because they're they're swearing. I don't know. Like I'll watch it. There was the I think Day or Weekly Planet brought this up that. They think that whole fight scene is a dream sequence of Robin going rogue, and that's what happened. Like that's what will happen if he doesn't have someone to keep him in check. Okay, maybe. because you do kind of see him just murder people. Yeah, it's true. He's going. He's kind of going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm still interested in it. I'm Beast World looks enough. great. Yeah, Beast World looks great. Raven looks cool. Um, not, I'm Starfire is fine. Yeah, it's a little different. I think I wish we got to see more Hawk and Dove because yeah. I feel like Thad is a big seller for this show. Oh, Thad Castle. And I'm really surprised he didn't get a single second yeah. of screen time. Yeah, I think with yeah, and with Starfire it was a little bit weird because like I don't care that she looks different than the character. It looks like they've changed up her power set a little bit. Yeah, it looks like they've. It looks. How do I phrase this? She looks like. That character done on a TV live action budget, mm-hmm. which I don't think is necessarily true of everyone else. She, uh, I mean, honestly, she doesn't feel like Starfire. She feels like a female Atrocitus. Who's Atrocitus? Uh, the leader of the Red Lantern Corps. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Does he just like shoot fire out of his butt? Out of his mouth. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm still curious about it, though. I think, is that the only trailer they showed? I don't, I think so. For the streaming service, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't show anything for Swamp Thing or, or Doom, Doom, Patrol Doom Patrol or, or the, the Harley. Harley. Yeah. But I mean, we did get uh, Young Justice. Oh, that's true. Super yeah, super teaser. That was a panel, which was very rough. How is it rough? Because uh, they just can't talk about it. Like oh, it's yeah. too close to 
coming out where they can't answer any can't questions answer about any it. Questions. Yeah. So they brought on um, the voice of Artemis and Troy Baker, who's just a delight to the world. Right. To try and spice it up. Uh, what was fun about it, I think I might have texted you this, uh, while our panel was going on, the Voltron panel was going on on the other side of the wall. Okay. And so we could hear their screaming. And so in the middle of one of the producers talking about the show, Troy Baker leans in. He's like, hey, sorry to interrupt. Um, next time they scream, let's just scream back at them. And so we did, and we had, like, this scream fight go on for a minute or two. Oh, that's awesome. And that was really fun. See, that's the joy of Comic-Con. It is. The wonder of Comic-Con. Um, little things. Yeah, but the Young Justice trailer looks great. Yeah, I watched the, that, too. the minute of new footage we got. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just recap from how season two ended. We got, uh, we got the, the plot of season three, which I think is pretty big. Oh, what is it again there? Uh, now the, the metagene is out. Uh, there's a huge uh, human trafficking oh, yes. issue going on. So, tangent, but very interesting, still kind of interesting. That was actually going to be what I've heard, the, one of the major plot points of Brian Singer's version of the third X-Men movie. Was that, that wouldn't surprise me. Was that it was going to, um, yeah, like open with the X-Men trying to rescue mutants who were being like transported on the world like the sentinels were basically like tasked with transporting and smuggling mutants around yeah and like the x-men were saving refugees or something like that i think it's a little easier to do in an animated format i think it is a very heavy topic that is yeah um i mean i, I always give the this some of the singer x-men movies that they they did strike a pretty good tone of like balancing the serious with the fun mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I think that's a story that fits well with animation it fits well with young justice yeah too because it has a bit of that ring of i mean it's it's a it's a social uh, a social justice cause in a lot of ways i know i was like, trying not to use those phrases <laughs> but it fits with what like a group of younger heroes would be really really concerned about because mm-hmm. it's it's a broad problem but it's also very specific which i think right. fits better for younger heroes than it's like batman would be well actually he would be involved with it i don't know what i'm saying you're talking great points. Yes, just like Atrocitus. I'm just spewing fire out of my ass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got some of that. I'm trying to think anything like Comic-Con stuff. What other panels I mean, did I go to? I don't know. How was the cosplay down there? I'm not going to lie. I didn't see a lot of great stuff this year. No? I saw... I didn't hang out at the right spots. I think that was the big problem. Okay. Uh, I didn't hang out where like the big costume... The, for the minute I did... I did see some amazing alien and predators. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Like very, very realistic. Um, but other than that, nothing like really stood out to me. Uh, except obviously my, your glorious speed racer. racer. I know that was pretty damn awesome. It was fine. No, sell yourself short, buddy. It was good. It was great. Uh, the gloves were great. I I love the gloves. Different the ascot. I got the I got the ascot. Ascot makes the whole thing come together. It does. Yeah, it just ties the room together. Um, but I think I went to a couple other panels, but obviously they're not that memorable. So, oh, uh, Avatar. I went to the Avatar fan panel. Of course you did. Because uh, this was the How ten- many changes of shorts did you bring for that? A dozen. And how many did you burn through? Nine. Okay, I was going to guess a baker's dozen. Continue. Um, it's the 10th anniversary of the finale. Okay. Uh, because I, I remember going and watching the finale with the creators at my first Comic-Con and mm-hmm. crying. Oh. Um, and that was such an interesting panel because it kind of does 
everything in an hour. So they had Mike and Brian weren't there, unfortunately, the creators. Uh, but they had one of the producers on. They had uh, Joaquin DeSantos, who now writes for Voltron. He mm-hmm. was a writer for Avatar. They had Dante Bosco there, voice of Zuko, um, and the voice of Sokka, whose name I don't remember. Uh, and then, like, a few fans were okay. uh, on the panel. Um, so they start off kind of with the boring side. And I honestly felt bad for the for the voice actors because they clearly did not care about this at all. Uh, but it was the fans talking about how Avatar impacted their life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care about this. Hey, hey, Cameron. <laughs> Avatar is important to you. It is very important to me. It's important to other people. Maybe yes. it helped them get through rough periods of their life. It did. It helped me get through a rough, you yeah. know, helped me get through high school. Yeah. But so don't go shitting on people wanting it's not to that stand I'm up in front of like 10,000 people and share their story. 700 of us. Whatever. And, and rounding it wasn't, up. It wasn't that like, like boohoo, sob story, don't care kind of feeling. It was like, I don't like. I, I appreciate that Avatar has such a big impact on you, but like, that was for everyone in this room, and it's kind of not fair that two of you get to tell your stories. Did just like pick two people at random to go up there? And it tell was them? just two people on the panel. Uh, so oh. it was uh, like a famous cosplayer uh, who always dresses as the cabbage merchant, um, and then a, a girl that does fan art who's now a voice act, an attempting voice actress. Okay. Um, and I'm like, yeah, and, you know, keep it, keep it to like five minutes. <laughs> um, you, this is why you've never come across an asshole at Comic Con because I am the, the asshole at Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, so they did that. They had a costume contest. Okay. Uh, where the oh, and uh, Dee Bradley Baker, one of my favorite guys in the oh, world. Oh yeah. Voice of uh, Appa all, all and, and Momo and basically every animal and every cartoon ever. Yeah. Um. So they were the judges for the costume contest. Mm-hmm. And then they sat down and they had this super cute segment uh, where they had two little kids who were learning how to read come up on stage and they had the Avatar comic from Dark Horse. Yeah. And the kids got to read alongside the voice actors and oh, the voice man. actors played their parts. And it was really adorable. <laughs> Everyone was like clapping and cheering and crying, and you were sitting there going, "These fucking kids! These are fucking up kids! I don't give a shit stage, about them, right? If I don't get to be a part of it, then yeah. no one should." I want to hear the voice actors pretend like they care about the show. Yeah, uh, but one of the kids was really adorable because <laughs> he was like actually doing a voice while reading. because he was playing uh, Hisoka, not Hisoka. Sorry, that's from Hunter Hunter. He was playing their dad, okay. Sokka and Katara's dad. Um, and so he like tried to have like the super deep voice but he's five. Oh, that's adorable it's really cute Aww. Um, that panel was cool that led into um, one of the producers and writers of Avatar has a new series coming out called The Dragon Prince mm-hmm. which looks okay it's the same thing where it's like a little kiddish okay. but it has the, the over complexity of the Avatar lore behind it but like to another level oh man it, it was a lot to take in I remember the Avatar intro from the very first episode. It's like a two-minute intro explaining this, the world. Like, you have the Four Nations. You have the Avatar keeps balance. Avatar's gone. Fire Nation came, destroyed everyone. This is where we are now. Yeah. All right, got it. Two minutes. The Dragon Prince intro is like six minutes. Jesus Christ. Of, like, there's a magical... It's like trying to condense Lord of the Rings oh. into six minutes. Oh, no. Um, it doesn't work. It doesn't. Uh, Bill looks fine. Not a big fan of the art style. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You gonna watch it? Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's got it's got Sokka. Sokka's the main <laughs> character now. What am I asking? Wait, is it a, a spinoff? No. Oh okay. No, it just has a lot of overlap. Oh okay, it's a, a spiritual successor, yes. if not a literal one. Mm-hmm. Oh okay, so I think those are all the panels. Okay, so before we get into like the some of the big announcements, then I will ask you after having gone the same question I asked you beforehand, which is how much longer will Comic Con continue to be fun? I ask this to a lot of people this year. I mean, mm-hmm. fun, I think it'll always be fun because now I have so many people there. Yeah, yeah, that's the that big I'll shift. always have fun. For me as well. Because, like, I got to hang with Matt. And oh, that's Matt, he so was on a panel. Fun. He was on a panel. I was really sad that I missed it because it was right before. I know, I am, and I apologize profusely, but it was right before the Superman panel or the Superman Movie? premiere. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? I appreciate you disappointing our mutual friend in favor of doing something for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Good That's on what you. what I'm here for. Podcast first. Yeah. Podcast for life. Uh, one of my former coworkers, who's now at WB, was there. Mm-hmm. It was his first con. Oh, cool. And so it was so much fun hanging out with him and yeah. reconnecting with him. Um, and then I have art friends that I only see at con. I have yeah. Justin Harder and, and um, Tony. Him. <laughs> I have, a few, I have a few friends that are like are on Artist Alley and they okay, have their own yeah. little booths set up. Um, so like I'll always have fun with that. Yeah, I got to do shots with a puppet. <laughs> what? So Matt is is a host on Hyper RPG. For yeah, people who don't know, um, Matt Acevedo, look him up. He's great. He's great. <clears throat> um, on Hyper, they have a puppet role playing game, like a, a puppet. D and D, where it's they're all former Disney puppeteers, so they're like oh, very good at their craft. We met all those yeah, guys. Yeah, sorry, yes, you met we, him. We met them at WonderCon. Yes. yes. Oh yeah, my those god, guys. they were all really fun. Yeah, and so one of the guys brought his puppet to a bar on Saturday what? night. <gasps> Wait, no, I saw this. Yeah, I saw I this on your on Instagram. Snapchat, on Instagram, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he was like, the puppet was acting drunk. Yes. Um, and so the puppet was like, round of shots on me. <laughs> and so the the puppet had a fake, had an empty shot glass. Yeah. And we all did shots with the puppet, and it was so much fun. See, these are the things that only happen at Comic-Con. Right. I think this is almost why it's getting frustrating for me how hard it is to go now, is because it's the small moments that really make it all so much fun. Mm-hmm. But just getting there now and being there is getting so much harder. Oh, just getting... I've, I've figured that leaving San Diego is impossible. It's, it's, it will never be easy no matter what mode of transportation. Because I would imagine, like, the vast majority of people that are down there are taking the same route we are. Yeah. Which is back to L.A. Well, I took the train this year. How was the train? I almost took... I was going to take the train if Um, I hadn't... Taking it down was great. Okay, because you went Um, early. You went down on Thursday? Thursday morning. Thursday morning, yeah. Yeah. The the first train down, and it was very funny because I was definitely on the, like... um, the workers train. Oh, okay. So it was all the Warner Brothers and Universal and Fox employees. Mm -hmm. They were going down there to, to work the con. Yeah. Because they were very obviously there for Comic-Con, but no one looked happy. No one had any like nerd swag on. They didn't have big bags. It was like just them and their computer. And I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be great. So much fun. Um, so that was fine. Getting back was such a hassle. My train was two and a half hours late. Whoa. Yeah. Somehow, <clears throat> it would have actually been faster for me to drive back. Oh, my God. Because that, that's like a four to five hour drive from San Diego to L.A. at peak 
Comic-Con leaving time. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so, yeah, I took the train. I was two and a half hours late. Uh, I was supposed to leave at 3.30, um, and then I didn't get... And so all the trains were backed up. Mm-hmm. So even when we were on the train, we had to stop every, like, 30 minutes because we were getting too close to the train in front of us. Oh so we just sat on the tracks. Uh, they overbooked every train. Yeah. So it was standing room only for a lot of it. Luckily, I got a seat. Oh, my God. But there God. were people just standing and sitting in the aisle. Um, and they said that not everyone who has a ticket will get on, which is madness. It is pure madness. Holy shit. Yeah. But I had a great time. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good time. The, I, I, met, I posted this on my, on my Instagram the guy behind me in line for the train, uh, he used to be the vice president of animation at Nick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it was so much fun talking to him. I was wearing my Nick shirt that I made mm-hmm. um, that had all the classic characters. And he, he kind of looks at me. He's like, do you know all the people on your shirt? Not realizing who he's talking to. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I do. Says the guy not realizing who he's talking exactly. to. <laughs> well, so I... I assumed he was someone because people were coming up and pitching to him while he was in line. So oh, he stood Jesus. in line for about three hours together. Yeah. Longer. Cause we got, I got, I lined up at two o'clock. Um, and we didn't board the train until five. Woo. Yeah. Uh, so three, yeah, we sat in line for three hours. So people were coming up and like pitching comics to him. Like, Hey, I have this new thing. I'd love for you to check it out. Yeah. And so at first I thought it was just a friend and I realized he must be must someone. Be somebody, yeah. um, and so, you know, we were talking. We talked about Nick. And he's like, oh, yeah, I helped create a lot of those characters. I'm like, excuse me? What? He's like, yeah, I was, I was the vice president of Nick. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> um, and then this was the moment when I literally blushed talking to him. Because he <laughs> said, oh, you're missing my favorite show on your shirt. And I'm like, oh, what's your favorite show? He says, Avatar. I was the executive producer. And I'm like, excuse me? Hi. Oh my God. I'm Cameron. <laughs> uh, it was unbelievable. And now, which makes it even funnier, is he's senior vice president of, of TV animation at Disney, uh-huh. who is in charge of all the shows that I work on. Oh, my God. So I'm like, yeah, I work for the Mickey Shorts. And he's like, I oversee all the Mickey Shorts. I'm your boss. And I'm like, yes, sir. Did uh, you get his contact info? Uh, he gave me his name. Okay. Uh, but that was, I didn't want to, like... Yeah. Because clearly he'd been in the, like, razzle-dazzle stage for the past five days. He didn't yeah. want to hear any more, like, networking things. Yeah. And I wanted it to just be a chill conversation. Like, that, yeah. He seemed a little stressed. I'm just like, yeah, let's just, you know, Chat. talk about nonsense. Shoot the shit. Yeah. Talk about cartoon. Talk about cartoon. Talk about the only thing I know how to talk about. Thank God. Yeah, oh, man. Otherwise, what would we be doing here? I don't know. Um, so he was so much fun to talk to. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, I think that's the part that I missed the most not going. Cause like we've talked about this before that all the announcements, they all end up online. And like, it's I, so fast now. Yeah. I watch because they have to, because they have to stem. They have to beat the, the leakers. They have to beat the leakers. And like, honestly, it's, it's, it's only going to do them favors if they get that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Because like, this was a big problem. I remember with like Batman versus Superman. The yeah. first footage they showed, I, I want to say, was the um, like the scene of Batman up on the rooftop, right? 
with a bat signal and the armored suit, Superman's mm-hmm. in the air. And it's if you don't have the context of the rest of that shitty movie, that's a really cool image and exactly what you want out of a Batman Superman movie. And they just refused to post it online. And so everyone, including us, <laughs> saw that as a leak. Yeah. First. And despite the fact there was a leak, it still looked good enough to trick us into going and seeing the damn yeah. thing. Well, what I think they're doing that's smart is they'll they'll play they still do a few things for the crowd. Yeah, like so I like heard we, that about Aquaman. They played like some clips. I heard, yeah, and I heard the clips were better than the trailer. Okay, and then I've heard they showed some stuff from Wonder Woman because they mm-hmm. didn't release any footage from Wonder Woman, but I think they showed some stuff at the... Yeah. And one of the things I read is that I guess it has kind of the look and feel of Glow a little bit because it's set in the 80s. Amazing. I'm so I'm like, pumped. Oh, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it could be fun. Um, but yeah... I don't remember where we're going with this. Okay, I have a question for you. I was thinking Batman versus Superman. Because when I was flying out to Hawaii... Uh, Did you watch Batman versus Superman? No, but there was... Clearly, like, the airline had a deal with Warner Brothers for their entertainment system. Someone was watching Suicide Squad. Mm. Someone else was willingly watching Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Even if it were on an airplane and you were putting it on to try and fall asleep, would you rewatch either one of those movies again? Never. Yeah, I don't think so. Although, we talked about at some point maybe watching the extended cut of Batman vs. Superman. Oh, but it's even longer. I know, which is unfathomable. But I, the, I found myself listening to music and watching bits of Suicide Squad. And I was like, oh, I remember like visually there being some fun stuff in like the beginning of it. But then once it got to them actually in Chicago, wherever the hell they were, and they're I, just battling their way through like mindless gray blobs, like, oh, this is garbage. I will say, if those are my only two options, then yeah, I'll watch Suicide Squad again. Just for El Diablo, because I want to support my teacher. Yeah, that's true. And that character was pretty mm-hmm. good. Oh, that was the big thing. I gave a high five to Jason Momoa. Oh, I that saw was that. Pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. Have you washed your hands since? Nope. Good boy. Good boy. Um, well, okay. On that topic, shall we? Shall Aquaman. we dive into trailers? Yeah. All right. Aquaman. What did you? What did you think of the Aquaman trailer? <sighs> it's fine. Not super pumped about it. I mean. It looks, I mean, it's just DC's version of Black Panther. Um, and just in terms of, like, this whole magical, fantastic, crazy world, the, the visuals, the plot even. Um, I don't know. I'm, like, still interested. I'm interested enough mm-hmm. to want to go see it. I mean, obviously, we're going to see it. We have to. I yeah. Mean, stu- even if we didn't have to, I, was gonna, I would see it anyway. Yeah, almost out of, like, curiosity. I mean, that's what I'm going to guess. <laughs> pure curiosity. Just, like, Okay, well, because the other thing that was, I guess, announced was that the Todd Phillips, Martin Scorsese, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, it's a weird combination of names, uh, is officially greenlit. Oh, God. And is that going to be another one that's like morbid curiosity alone is going to put us in the theaters? 100%, yes. Because I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I don't get it. But I'm so baffled by its existence that I feel like I'm going to end up watching it. Mm-hmm. They had these, so with Aquaman, they had these shots, not shots, not, not in the footage. Um, the only one that was relevant was the Lego sculpture. They oh, had okay, yeah. Jason Momoa's, is so unsettling. They had Jason Momoa's head on like the classic Aquaman suit body. Yeah. And it looks so wrong. I mean, he has that suit. Yeah, the, the suit is... You're right. He he does have the real suit. Or he does have the the actual orange and green. I guess it since it's not as bright, it didn't look as weird. 
Yeah. I think I, we're just seeing it in a Lego form. Yeah, that might be a bit weird in Lego form because I've only seen, I don't think it was in the trailer at all, but I think we saw bits of it in like some production photos or something okay. like that. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about it. What do you yeah. think is um, Shazam? I like Shazam. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's the, a lot of people are complaining like it's not, I don't know why they're complaining about this, but like, oh, it doesn't have the same tone as the, the rest of the universe. I say good because yeah, I don't like same. the tone isn't doing them any favors. It's a terrible tone. Uh, but for any movie that could get away with kind of having a funnier feel, mm-hmm. a lot more lighthearted feel, like Shazam is the one they can do that with. Yeah. I, hmm, I like Zachary Levi a lot. Me too. It does. Something seems off. It, it does. It's, it's, um, it doesn't feel like the same person. Like the kid and the, the adult Shazam don't feel connected. That's what it was for me, at least. Okay, I think, I think for me it's something about him with that look just doesn't work. I think, are you so used to seeing him slim? That might be it. I think it's like, I think his face doesn't work with that body and hair. Yes, because they definitely puffed up the suit a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, he put on a lot, but like it, yeah. Yeah, they can't get away with the same thing they did with the Batman suit. Because, like, obviously Batman needs padding. Yeah. And so you see the armor. Where Shazam, it's just, he's in a muscle suit. Maybe And maybe part of it, too, is that that, that character is boyish because he's literally inhabited by a boy, by mm-hmm. a kid. But I think that you need more juxtaposition between his demeanor and his look. Like, yeah. Zachary Levi looks like this totally sweet guy, like the sweet, lovable guy. So that doesn't really fit with the, the physical look of like the, the beefy chest and like the slick back hair. But also, I feel like I'm not saying that someone like a John Hamm should have been Shazam. I mean, other than rhyming alone, I don't think that would have worked. Mm-hmm. But I think you need someone who looks a little bit more serious. Yeah. And then it's playing against type, or maybe you need to have an actor who we know for being a little more serious than playing against type, so it feels a little more out of place. Mark Wahlberg. Oh my god, no! <laughs> we need a good actor. I'm honestly surprised he hasn't been in a DC film yet because he's kind of the last musclehead. He would fit left. very well in that universe. Yeah, that's not a compliment. <laughs> um, it's, it's He's too busy that, with Transformers. It's great that they'd rather buff up other actors than hire than the hire last buff actor yeah. not in a superhero franchise. Like, okay, I think, for example, I think Dwayne Johnson is perfect casting for Black Adam or even Shazam. Mm-hmm. Except for the, the hair would look weird on him. But you can, even, you can just yeah. forgo the hair. It's fine. But someone who we have that sense of them being like serious mm-hmm. and being like big and intimidating. And then we meet them. They're like, not yeah. They have that personality with or not. I think Zachary Levesque doesn't look intimidating. I think he had to have a little bit of that. What I'm most excited for is this supposedly takes place in Chicago or Chicago in the DC world. Yeah. Uh, so it's just riddled with like dead gray matter from suicide squad. Yes. Was that in Chicago? I think so. I remember. Um, it doesn't matter. But maybe not Chicago, maybe New Jersey. Where did Big take place? Because supposedly it's going to have a lot of ties to Big. Wasn't Big set in New Jersey slash New York? I want to say Jersey. 
because I feel like he was on the pier. I think it was the Jersey Pier and when then, he when he was at the. And then I mean, we went, uh, Xanadu. isn't that the like Manhattan FAO Schwartz he goes into? So I think so. He goes from New Jersey into New York because that's the scene I want. I want Zach Levi to Jumping do the piano, piano scene. Yes. yes. But then, like, he has, like, that's when he first learns his lightning powers. Yeah. And so he does, like, the final jump, and the whole thing just, like, explodes. Explodes. Because he shoots out lightning. Ooh, here's something that could be interesting. Let's hear it. I don't know who in all is cast in this, and I don't know enough about Shazam to know all the supporting characters. Could this be the first superhero movie we have that doesn't have a love interest? I think so. Because... Yeah, maybe. I mean, name another one that... Name... I, I, I mean, just off the top of my head, I can't think of another film. Um, Blade 3? Or was it, wasn't there... <laughs> was there chemistry? That's a, that's a deep cut right there. But, I mean, was there... I can't remember if there was, like, some romantic thing going on between Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds. I mean, was, I mean there was Ryan Reynolds in the screen. Oh, that, I mean, just the That's audience interest, and yeah. everyone around him. But I guess, there, I mean, there was, like, uh, Parker Posey's character was, like, his ex-lover. So, I mean, that's kind of a thing. It's not quite there. But this, I think every other superhero movie has a love interest. I mean, they, they've changed it up a little bit, so now they're, like, kind of more glancing interests mm-hmm. um, rather than, like, major B-story plot lines, which is kind of a nice change. But this might be the first one. Because if there's one thing about Big that doesn't hold up, it's the love story in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day... You still have an adult woman having sex like a 13-year-old kid. Yep. Yep. Not going to make any jokes. I'm not yeah. going to go into it. Yeah. Um, um, the only one that I could see is um, I assume he's going to have a crush at, in school. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather this have more of like a bromance thing with like him and his best friend. Yeah. Mm. Two friends sitting in a hunt. Damn it. I hate this. I hate myself. What were you just trying to sing? Uh, there's a it's a, a vine from back in the heyday. That explains why I don't know it. Yeah, it, it's um it's a guy from a hotel room filming down into a hot tub. Uh, I think they I think the song is two friends sitting five feet apart because they're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else? What else came out? Uh-huh. Oh. Um. New Fantastic Beasts trailer. Looks good. I heard the panel was a little rough. Was it? Did you hear about it? No. Uh, Johnny, they, they tried to replicate Tom Hiddleston coming out as Loki but they did to it the with... audience. They did it with Johnny Depp. No. Yeah. And did it get no, a... No, it did not land. Massive boo from the entire audience? I don't think a boo, but again, since we're a week behind, I already listened to the, the Weekly Planet episode about Comic-Con. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm ahead on that, too. Uh but they talked about uh, having Comic-Con reaction versus outside Comic-Con reaction. Yeah. And how, like, you can get anyone to woo anything at Comic-Con. This is absolutely true. And so I feel like in the moment, they're like, oh, this is going great. Everyone's loving this. But then they heard all the reports afterwards of just, like, how bad it was. I mean, that is a terrible idea. Like, why? Of all of the characters to be in, yeah, ca- I mean, to be in costume. throw out... 
Give like, us Dumbledore. Yes, Dumbledore. Yeah, like Jude Law in full you, costume. People Eddie would Redmayne. fucking lose their mind if we had Dumbledore show. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, any, teen heartthrob Dumbledore show up. Literally anybody else. Yeah, would have been great. They could have had Ezra Miller in his random bowl cut or whatever, and everyone still would have been so much happier. Yeah, but I do not understand why Warner Brothers is sticking with this. Mm-hmm. Like it boggles my mind. I mean, beyond his toxic public persona now, which is problematic in of itself, he's just not the box office draw that he once was. Like, right. he is so far from Jack Sparrow. Like, yeah. No, like, he is... I'm, I'm very curious how he holds up with the older market. I don't know. Because clearly Fantastic Beasts, like... I'm going to see it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to see it, too. Yeah, our generation is just going to see it because it's more Harry Potter. Yeah. And I'm curious if um, if Johnny Depp still has the pull for, like, the 40 to 50 crowd. I don't know. The people know. who probably don't care about Harry Potter as much as we do. I just, I, I don't, I feel like he actually is box office poison now. I feel like there are a lot of people who are like, I don't want to see that giant depths in it. Like I'm almost there. If it, it's basically everything else is keeping me still going to that movie. Cause in general, it's very inspired casting as all the Harry Potter movies have been. Yeah. And that's one that just, it boggles my goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. Why they stuck with it. Like honestly, like I get that they are, they generally try to avoid doing like major casting changes. And I guess they were maybe too far into production on this to do it. But honestly, if they had swapped him out for anybody else, I mean, they I didn't think even everyone... need to, like, I would have just loved to see Colin Firth and not Firth, sorry, Farrell. Farrell. He's great. Also, Colin Firth. Uh, yes, also Colin Firth. I would have loved to see Jude Law and Colin Farrell go at it. Like, yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I would want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't. Trailer looks great, though. Tra- I mean, yeah, trailer Pumped looks for the movie. Trailer looks pretty good. I forgot it was coming out this year and I got re excited. Yeah. I think, um, didn't you, you posted a photo on your Instagram. Of you with a new Scamander cosplayer holding, no, he was dressed up as Tom Riddle, right? Uh, yes, he he was mocking the 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 religious protesters yeah. outside. So funny enough, uh, I know him. We went to college together. We're That's friends amazing. on Facebook. I haven't talked to him in years, but like, I, he's one of my favorite people to follow on. Sims rookie, one of my favorite people to follow on Facebook because he's he goes to all the conventions and he has like a, a whole series of cosplays. So he does um, Tom Riddle. He does Newt Scamander. He's a great Newt Scamander. He like got photos with the whole crew, like the whole cast and crew. They did like this big photo session. He's standing between. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, what's uh, Catherine Waterston and Eddie Redmayne, like Jude Law, all those people. Uh, he also does Kylo Ren. He does an Anakin Skywalker. Like the really, really good cosplays. Yeah, sweet guy. So I thought that was so funny. Like, oh, I know him. That's so cool. Yeah, it's so random. Huh. Um. Can we talk about the trailer that I think won Comic-Con this year, even though it's a franchise I'm not a big fan of? Uh, is it Godzilla? It was fucking Godzilla. I didn't think it looked you good. You didn't like the trailer? I thought the trailer no, was amazing. It looked very generic. I was. It got me pumped. Mm, no, I was like, ah, Seeing not, all the silhouettes board. of the monsters, like, that's all I wanted. Uh, yeah, mm-mm. I was waiting for King Kong because I know King Kong. Well, lives they're doing in this that. Now. They're doing that. That's a that's his own dedicated movie. I, I forget who's, I, I who's know, directing I just... it. Um, I uh, I it didn't do it for me. It just looked very. It compared to the other one. Compared to the other trailers, I had the most fun watching this one. It okay. This is a a weird, really specific critique, but it 
there's kind of this this trend of late where they br- like a blockbuster film comes out and then they do a sequel but the original director doesn't stick around mm-hmm. so Jurassic World for example Colin yeah. Trevorrow left J.A. Bayona came in who's generally a very good director but that movie was just not very good I mean I'm trying to think of other examples but I mean um, this felt seemed to kind of ring of that for me a little bit. Okay. Um, I liked the last one. I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. I thought it was actually kind of clever how they really held back Godzilla until the very end. Like, mm-hmm. I actually loved they cut away from the airport fight and they just show bits of it on a television screen. <laughs> and they really did hold them until the very end. And I think that actually worked really well in its favor. And it just had some, like, personality to it. This felt like a more generic director loosely imitating someone else's style and everything just felt a little bit flat. Okay, so so uh, Peyton Reed and Ant-Man. Um, yeah, I guess a little bit. That's a weird one because he was... Because we never got to not, see the not, original. It's not a perfect parallel, but a little bit of that. A yeah. little bit of just another director coming in to pick up where someone else didn't want to continue. Oh, Star Wars. Star Wars is not a bad example of that in some ways, although the second movie was like more distinct. Yeah. That's, a whole, that's a whole separate mess. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just... It, I don't know. I just wasn't, I don't, I like all the people in that cast too, but I wasn't drawn into them at all. I mean, it was smart of them to replace Aaron Taylor Johnson because he's just not very good. I know. I like, know. they really should have kept Cranston in that whole movie. Like, Cranston's great. Cranston's just like pure charisma on screen. And uh, I've never seen Godzilla. You've never seen the first Godzilla? I know. I've never watched it. Oh, it's pretty solid. I, I hear that. I hear it's fine. Yeah. I heard Cranston dies pretty quick. Such a waste. Yeah. Such a waste of good Cranston. I know. And, you know, I like Vera Farmiga. Well, he had to go do Power Rangers. He so. did. Oh, did a great job with that, too. I don't know. It just, it, yeah, it didn't do it for me. Okay. I was excited by well, it. I'm even glad though, someone Even though, was. like, fit the formula of all trailers right now. Yeah. Where it's re, you know, reproduce a classic song in a little, like. Oh, we're, like, off key not off key like off melody yeah i don't know if about music to say what i'm saying um you have that you have you know beat 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 black screen yeah beat 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 black screen text widen edit tracking so text gets wider yep fade into next scene monster ah scene 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 black screen vocals go out just harmony yeah ba da 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 godzilla Oh my God, we don't need trailers anymore, Cameron. We, we just need to have people tell you about their movie and you just recreate it. <laughs> yeah, because that is every trailer. That is literally because every trailer, the, though. What I also just explained was the first Ready Player One trailer. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. Because <laughs> I tried, did a very poor interpretation of their reimagining of pure imagination. Pure imagination, yeah. It was filtered imagination right there, Cameron. Yep. Um, so we had that trailer. I feel like that was. We had the Disenchanted, Disenchanted trailer, which was fine. You looked fun. TV shows. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I, I, like, I saw bits of the the Arrowverse stuff, but I'm just like, I didn't care. The one thing that it sounds like they might be doing in the next season of Arrow is, did you ever hear about the Supermax project that was floating around for a while? No. So the idea, this is well before, like, even the MCU was coming together. So this is before the idea of, like, shared universes. But it was going to be... Essentially, a Green Arrow movie where he is caught. It's revealed that he's Oliver Queen and he's sent to go to a supermax prison. So, kind of like Belle Reeve, mm-hmm. Belle Reeve in Suicide Squad. But he's sent to a high security prison where it's 
full of a whole bunch of villains across the DC universe. Okay. And he has to break out. And like he has okay. a, a team with villains to break out. That sounds cool. And I guess at the end of season six of Arrow, it's finally revealed that he is all like Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. And he goes to prison. And so there's like scuttlebutt. It's amazing that it took six seasons for people six to figure season. it out. Six seasons. It's like, I think twice people have accused him of it, whatever. Yeah. TV. But it sounds like they might be doing a loose adaptation of that, which sounds like it could be kind of interesting, and I still think that Stephen Mill does a great job as that character. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved to see that as a movie. Like, oh, th- yeah. That is great. That is a great movie script. Yeah. And I, I know it's out there. I've never tracked I've never been able to get a hold of it. I should try, because I bet it's good. I bet it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was just they didn't know quite what to do with it. They didn't quite know who to get in it like who to star in it and they were I think there were some rights issues in terms of which villains they could or could not use yeah um, and so it just never went anywhere and I think it may have originally started out as a non-superhero script that someone adapted into a Green Arrow script like that would have been super cool to see mm-hmm. that sort of thing they should be making now yes like, so I had this conversation with a friend uh, who, who I also saw at Comic Con and we were talking about how the CW shows are boring because they're so formulaic now. Yeah. Like, every Flash villain is just a faster villain. Yeah. Um, the Arrowverse is the same, you know. Uh, there's a baddie. Team breaks up because they think, because Oliver thinks he can do it alone. Mm-hmm. Oliver loses. Team comes back together. Him and uh, Felicity break up, beat the bad guy. They're together again. Yep. Every season. And I come. I, I there was a, a great video essay that I watched about um, One Piece and how they're able to keep it fresh, being 800 episodes in. Cool. And one of their big points is every season is a different genre they try and tackle. Yeah. Uh, like this season right now is a heist is a heist season. Mm-hmm. It's them trying to their oh, friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Their friend left. A member of their crew left because he had to fulfill a family duty. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the crew is trying to kidnap him from the other pirates. And it's kind of like this long game of, like, how we can get in and out. These guys are too strong for us to just, like, brute through. Yeah. Uh, And then you compare that to, like, the Marinefold arc, um, where it's literally just a war between the pirates and the Marines. And the main characters, only one of the main characters in that arc. Everyone else is gone. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's that way. Every season is different, and it keeps the audience engaged. That's yeah. how they're able to, you know, keep it fresh 800 episodes in. And I, I think we're getting some shows are doing that now. I think that's, you could say that of Westworld. Mm-hmm. Did you watch season two of Westworld? Not yet. Okay. Westworld, season two is a lot different than season one, and it's definitely setting up a very different season three. Um like, that's, that's cool. That's, that's good. That's good. And I think that's a good idea to lean in. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work. I think Jurassic World is an example of that. If they, like, <laughs> they basically try to like genre hop. Clone and, rights. Clones are people too. Yeah, and it, it didn't Not quite when they're work. dinosaurs, bitch. It didn't quite work. But I think, again, that's part of the reason why Marvel has been so successful is they really do lean into different genres mm-hmm. with each kind of new film. And I think DC is starting to go there a little bit. Let's hope so. I think I think there's a bit of course correction, um, but you know, and one could argue that the Todd Phillips Joker movie is kind of like their stab at that. But the thing is, is there's a way to do it and still keep it all in continuity because Marvel yeah. has done it, and maybe a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is not what we need right now. But something like a Supermax 
would have been really cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's part of the reason. Did you ever see Dread? No. It's I, really I, good. I own it. It's really good. Um, you know, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is it's, I mean, it's the same plot as The Raid. Yeah. And they're made completely separately, but they just have a lot of similarities. But it's that idea of like, oh, go and take an original script and put a polish on it where you're incorporating an established character. I mean, it, there's something to be said for taking original stuff and then just applying I, it. applying IP to it. Yeah. But sometimes that works. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is the best Die Hard movie behind Die Hard 1, mm-hmm. was originally just called the, a script called Simon Says, and they adapted it so that it featured John McClane. Okay. And it's a pretty serious, because it's the only Die Hard, well, it's Die Hard 2, Die Harder, is just Die Hard at an airport, but mm-hmm. Die Hard 3 is... Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Tokyo Die Hard. Exactly. <laughs> is a completely different <clears throat> structure to it. So it's like, oh, you take the same character, but throw a completely different film yeah. at us. And I think that's what they need to do now. Mm-hmm. And something like Supermax or like if they did a really gritty noir, like very much like a, a murder mystery style Batman film, I think that'd be super interesting. You don't need that to drifting? have... What? Sorry, I'm trying to think of what the crossover between Fast and Furious and Die Hard would be. Because you have Tokyo Die Hard, uh, okay. which is boring. You have Die Drifting... Die Hard, Die Drifting. It's the fun. F- the fast and the harder. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just doing the Die and the Furious. J- just Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. How would you sequel? How would you do the the installment of Die Hard with Tokyo Drift? Um, I don't drift harder. Nailed it. Let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah, I don't know. I just I would love to see things get mixed up, like some, some mixing up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe something like DC universe or the n- impending Disney platform will give us a chance for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you saw, but, uh, their live action lady, the tramp first, why, but second, yeah. second, it's going to premiere on that platform. And there's rumors now that possibly Obi-Wan might premiere on that platform too, which I'm, Mm, that's weird. That'd be really interesting. That's a weird one. Because that not, means it's going to be a lower budget. Yeah, I'm, but that might work in its Yeah, because it doesn't really need to be a high budget. I feel like you could do that movie for uh, $100, mm-hmm. $100 I maybe 60 You could do that pretty I was going to well. say 50 I think you could do it for like around 50 60 or something yeah. like that. I think you, you just I mean, got, you remember Deadpool 1 was $50 million. That's true. Keep it just very self-contained. Yeah. Just a very small story. Really make it about character. Don't make it this huge world-ending plot line. We don't need another Death Star. No, we don't. We don't need another Death Star. You know, and I, I think we might start to see more stuff like that with streaming platforms now as an option for distribution. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's all kinda, it's all kind of crazy. But um, I will say though that I'm pretty excited for DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the the rumor for DC Universe? What's rumor? The one we talked about at, at brunch. What's the rumor? With Teen Titans. Oh, let's... No. Okay. Because I think that would be best saved for our Teen Titans Go podcast. Got it. Which we're doing in... I just want to talk about it, Chris. We'll talk about it off air, Cameron. All right. We're doing that in a number of days. We'll get to it then. Mm-hmm. But I... We went, I think we started up very skeptical about DC Universe, and I'm I'm on board. I'm all in. 
Well, I mean, I already bought it. Yeah. So I'm so obviously. You're clearly all in. But <laughs> they were giving out free shirts, Chris. If you paid for it, you got a free of course, shirt. You got to get that free shirt. You got to get that free you swag. Get that swag. That hundred dollar swag. Yeah. Well, and also it's great for us because uh, Batman Beyond will be on there. Yep. Because um, right now it's not streaming anywhere, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. I mean, they're picking some pretty obscure shit. It's very possible we might get Static Shock and Zeta, which would save us a whole hell of a lot of I, trouble. I feel like Static, especially now, because Static was in. Oh, he's in, Justice. he's in Young Justice. Uh, um, I feel like he's he's slowly climbing up the ranks, and yeah. I think it, it would be beneficial for them it would to bring them. back Static. Yeah. yeah, so that could work out very, very well of, for us. Weirdly enough, I saw a lot of great Static cosplays That's this awesome. year. I'd never seen a Static cosplay. Oh, I love it. I love Static. Great character. Uh, also, um, I was surprised at what was like the popular costume this year. What was it? Because last year was obviously Harley Quinn. <sighs> Uh, this year it was My Hero Academia. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I wouldn't have recognized it. Well, you would have seen it everywhere. I would have been like, Cameron, what's that? And then we would have been sitting for an hour while you told me about My Hero Academia. It's great, Chris. My Hero it's Academia. Great. You can say Hirowaka. Hirowaka. Or Baku no Hero Academia. Clearly, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on Comic-Con? Should we, should we I'm, wrap I'm this bitch up? I'm talking dry right now. Yeah. Um, Would you like some LaCroix? Did you want, no, do you I want, want to LaCroix. just like one of moisturize the, your throat? One of the funniest uh, pop-up um, uh, installations that I saw, I wish I could go in, I wish I could have gone in it, was I took a few photos of it. They uh, To promote The Purge, they had Purge City as a parody of Party City. Oh, I the, heard about that. It was so funny. The front or the... Uh, yeah, the front looked like a party city, and if you looked inside, it was the same, like, colored party supplies, but they were, like, selling fun, like, murder weapons. That's awesome. Uh, and so, from what I understand, once you went past that, because that was just the queue, mm-hmm. um, it was a Purge-themed escape room. That's pretty cool. And I feel like a lot of people did escape rooms this year. So they're very popular. Yeah, there was that. Walking Dead did an escape room this year. Um, I think Dis- Disenchanted did an escape room, Okay. which I wish I could have done. Yeah. There was a, a Ready Player One pop-up, which I never got a chance to go to, which made me really sad. All the things. All the things you missed out on. The sim- uh, last one, and then, then we'll call it. Uh, the South Park booth was hilarious. What did they do? Oh, I, I saw that. I posted a, f- a video of it. Yeah, you, you had trivia where they put you uh, in like a poncho yeah and they asked increasingly harder questions i never saw anyone get all four questions right okay but if you got the question wrong you were at the dinner table with randy and randy would throw up on you yes <laughs> and it was so funny oh my god i love it mm-hmm. god those guys are geniuses They're so creative oh uh, man yeah that, that was that was comic-con 2018 guys oh, man well hopefully i actually make it there for 2019 you better we, we will we shall see i was told i have to go by todd because next year is like the 50th Anniversary? Uh, I think. N- of San Diego? No, the first con in San Diego was August 1971. I, I don't know. It was some It was some anniversary. Unless they're talking about the first Comic-Con, which was in New York, and that would have been 68 or 69. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is, clue that. I guess, yeah, it's the 50 years of Comic-Con mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully I'll make it for next year. Hopefully. So, yeah. I think we'll we'll skip plugs. Yeah. I mean, Comic Con is a plug. Comic-Con watch all the trailers is, you yeah. talked about. If Although you I have yet. tons of stuff to plug, so I actually had free time to sit down and like watch some movies. I know. I've and seen read so many movies this week. So we'll, we'll we'll hit it up next week. We'll have like a long plug section. Endless plugs. Pick our favorites. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to his rant. I 
I promise. <laughs> next episode, we will be doing Batman Beyond. Finally, next episode will just be plugs. Just is and it, then I'll, after that episode long of plugs. Yeah, another random minisode. Uh, no, we will finally get to that. Uh, and I keep I keep meaning to put shout outs on like Instagram for people to write into us when I, we know what we're talking about. But we can do it now. Mm-hmm. We guarantee next episode will be Batman Beyond. I keep saying this because something will intervene. We will be doing Batman Beyond. So if you have general thoughts about the pilot or just that show in general, send them our way. And uh, we'll be talking about it next week. Yeah. And so if you want to do that, we can be found at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Um, if you want to see some of Cameron's awesome stuff from Comic-Con, because he went off his social media hiatus, came back triumphantly. I did. I'm back. Did an amazing job taking over. Feels the, uh, very weird. I'm not going to lie. What? To be back on it? Be back on it. The second I signed back on, I think I unfollowed like 100 people. Yeah, so smart. I'm like, I don't care about I don't care you. about these people. And, you know... You did an amazing job. It further goes to show what how much better our social media would be if you did it instead of me. But um, you know, how can you learn if I don't give you the reins? I don't need the reins, Cameron. You <laughs> <laughs> got plenty of other stuff to keep me occupied. Uh, but no, if you want to see Cameron's Instagram and whatever to see his Comic-Con stuff, where can they find you? Uh, if you want to see my face and my Comic-Con stuff, you can find me at CamDexter underscore Adventures. Uh, if you want to see my art, I have a new one coming up. That's or right. That will, That's it, right. It'll either just come out or it will be about to come out on Cameron.Dexter. There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to check out my stuff, it's at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram right now. And Instagram. You just got a new toy. I did. I, I, I'm sad that we did so few episodes in the last couple months, weirdly, because I didn't get a chance to keep doing my Lego Aston Martin Minute. Um, because at this point now I have it. I have the Lego Asimar. <laughs> it's now here. It came out. It was not what I was expecting. It's the full on like big expert kit. So it's a large scale kit with a whole bunch of working gadgets. It's awesome. That's I cool. still kind of wish it had been and like to scale DB five with a couple minifigures, but you know, you, you get what you, what you get and it's mm-hmm. still fantastic. Uh, I was, it was pointed out to me recently that I should be building it over the course of seven days. So today will be day two that I work on it. But yeah, if you want to jump on my Instagram, you can see me post photos of the evolution, the build, as this beautiful, beautiful work of art comes together. Beautiful. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I planned it out, too. It was waiting for me when I got home from my trip. It's waiting for me at the office. And I was just, like, sitting at my desk crying because I was off vacation and had a whole slew of emails. But then I was also tears of joy because I was just hugging my Lego set. It's here. Like a child on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Better than Christmas Day. Yeah. It's a thing of beauty. It's James Bond Day. James Bond Day. Mm-hmm. Love but, it. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you yep. guys for listening, and we'll Thanks, be everybody. back next week with Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. I swear to God. Plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.